Otsley stepped through the lunar portal and stumbled with a gasp into darkness. On his shoulder, Adelbert hissed an alarm, rearing up and flaring his wings as Otsley tripped and fell, cracking down onto both knees and sending old bones skittering away from him across a smooth black floor. Heart pounding, he fought the urge to scream. The room into which he had emerged was vast, with ebon pillars broader than the biggest trees rising up to disappear into the gloom high overhead. A faint mist hovered a few feet over the ground, obscuring much, though from where he knelt, Audsley could make out the hunched forms of what looked like countless bodies spreading away from him into the distance. Where are we? He breathed, and then yelped as Tyron strode through the portal right behind him, sword in fist. Scurrying aside, he placed his back to the pillar in which their portal was embedded, and then started and turned to gaze up the pillar's length. It was composed of portals, its surface covered in dead archways that spiraled around the column like some ghastly impersonation of a water twister. Otsley's mind spun. There had to be at least fifty, perhaps a hundred lunar portals embedded in this sole pillar. He turned, wide-eyed, heart-pounding to the vastness of the room. Ten, maybe fifteen other Cyclopean pillars stood around him. A thousand gates? Odsley, Tyron's voice was a harsh grate. Where are we? The three guards stepped in after Tyron, shuffling their feet as they came through, eyes wide, swords gripped in both hands. They clustered by the portal which flickered once and then went dead moments after the final man had stepped through. We're trapped here, thought Odsley, climbing to his feet. That portal won't open for a month. I don't know exactly, he said, ignoring Tyron's wild glare. I don't... I've never heard of anything like this. Look, countless portals. He moved to study the one they'd stepped through. And completely unlike any design I've seen, these runes up top. He peered up at the portal's apex where three sigils were deeply inscribed into the black stone. What language is this? Don't bunch up, Tyron said to the three guards. Give yourselves room to swing. The guards reluctantly stepped out to form a loose triangle around Audsley and Tyron, casting nervous glances around the gloom. Bodies, sir, said Mefred. He was a handsome, square-shouldered young man with a thick shock of sandy blonde hair. Audsley recalled him as being one of the more pious guards at Kaiferin Castle, first to arrive to service and the last to leave. Mefred knelt and poked at the shape that lay at his feet, barely visible through the ground mist. Old, little more than bones. Yes, said Audsley. That makes sense. The upper torso I found in Mythgrafenhold's basement was near desiccated. He towed the stiff cloth and bones that he'd kicked apart upon stepping through. This must be the rest of him. And those, uh, his companions. Or enemies, said Tyron. He was frowning in the mist, hand pressed to his side. He'd been wounded, remembered Audsley. How badly. Though I can't get a sense of the fight from here. Hold on. Tyron limped forward, pausing to stare at the hunched shapes casting around as he sought to read the battlefield as if it were a book. And perhaps to him it was. I've never seen nothing like it, whispered Temmel, lowering his blade and gaping at the sheer size of the chamber. Wiry and unkempt, with greasy brown hair slicked back into a short ponytail, he made Audsley think of a plaintive weasel. It doesn't end. You could fit all a Kaiferian castle in here, you could. Unlikely, said Audsley, trying to sound scornful and not quite pulling it off. 
The darkness and mist is playing with your mind. Let us remain cool and collected. How would Sir Wyland handle this moment? Audsley didn't know. The silence weighed upon his shoulders like a great leaden blanket. The air tasted damp and had a mineral tang. Adelbert pressed close to the side of his head, haunches bunched, claws sunk deep into the fabric of his shoulder pad. Tyron sank into a crouch, staring at a large corpse. Grah, he said, and not the only one. There's a good number of them here. Krah, Bogish, the third guard, stood a little straighter. They've always fought on the side of the Ascendant, haven't they? That's good, right? Who knows, said Tyron, limping back. Whomever they fought made this room their last stand. 